You're listening to Welcome back to the Korean Drama Podcast. Shall we begin? Let's. Let's. I have no whatever unique kind of intro to do this week. And I, I don't apologize for that. You know, it's funny because right before you started, I was like, I wonder if Steve thinks of these creative intros before or if you just do whatever comes to mind in the moment. I, I, uh, I lose sleep every night. Oh no! Every <clears throat> night. Oh my gosh! Well, but I lately, this I've been once sleeping. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I, um, you know, I try to do it with the whatever channel what, mm. channels into my body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but right now I'm a blank. <laughs> hey, you know I what? Say, Steve, your hair looks fantastic right now. I wonder if that's maybe why oh. you can't think of something because it it just I like look- looks so great. I know it's like all the uh, effort in your body is going into your hair mm-hmm. right now. It really is. I, it's taking my brain cells and life juices. But you know what? I think it's uh, you know props to my girlfriend. Give me a little quarantine haircut. It's oh my gosh, she did amazing. Yep, yep. Can she mm-hmm. cut my hair? I know. Absolutely. Sign up oh now at steve.com. <laughs> steve.com. Okay. For all your needs and everything in life. At steve steve.com. Yes, Care yes. of. Steve's girlfriend. Yeah. Care of Steve's girlfriend. That's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so episode 12. Yeah. Um, wild. Every episode, for the most part, has been pretty wild. But oh, I meant one, that we're like on episode 12, but I agree. This was wild also. This and one, I have a little, I don't want to get ahead of myself, oh, no. but I do want to preview that I have a little, just a small tidbit factoid that I'm going to share Ooh. at the very oh. end. Oh my god, uh, I can't wait. Leave us hanging. It's been a while since I've seen this episode because we took a week off, so we'll see how much I remember. It's gonna be like rewatching it. <laughs> I'm gonna Ooh. remind myself what's happening. Well, I do remember <clears throat> that the last episode ended with Yisa being really upset because Roy told her that he does not like her and never will, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so Yisa is back at Donbom crying, and who should come to comfort her but Hyunyi? And Hyunyi's being great, very comforting, and she asks if Yisa's going to um, give Roy up. So it's Which is an interesting question, dun, isn't dun, dun. it? Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. you should, it's right? Like, <sighs> I mean, I, re- I, 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 I love Hyunyi, uh, but I did feel that I was like, Hyunyi, why are you, like, not directly encouraging, but like, like, being so uh, i guess uh generous or like open with with uh with yiso about being like so what are you gonna do what do you think i was like he's your guys's boss yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't be <laughs> dating him at all he also set a very certain boundary you know so i feel like that is yeah what the conversation's finished yeah Almost like a trick question. Are you giving up on him? Because you should. Mm-mm. Yeah, Hyunyi is very... I mean, that's... I would interpret that as like a very Korean way to be like... Giving space for Isa and her moment mm-hmm. in, while she wallows in her rejection. Mm-hmm. I see. Pushing yeah. the baby bird out of the nest, letting it fly on its be, own. Yeah, being know? very gentle. Very gentle. She, right. she, Hyunyi, I don't, I don't think she supports this relationship at all. Good. But mm. uh, she's just being very kind and gentle to Isa. Kenya is too smart for that. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I, I support that. I was also wondering because she was referring to Seroi as uh, Roy Opa. And so I was like, mm. oh, in like a, everybody has a crush on Roy Opa? Wait. <laughs> is that, a, that sounds like a sitcom. <laughs> Everybody's got a crush on Roy Opa. Mm hmm. <laughs> So, meanwhile, at Janga, Suha's getting chewed out because they came in second, if we remember. Um, and then Gunsu pulls a huge power move and he's like, give me all the authority in this next challenge and I will win or else you can fire me and I'll never be the chairman or whatever. Um, and Dehi agrees to this 
And Sua tells Gunsu that he's changed since he's been at Dambam or since he's left Dambam. Mm-hmm. Um, and you he know, he has changed. What the hell he happened has. to Gunsu? Yeah, and uh, I feel that also like the stakes are just too high for this like reality competition show that like people are gonna lose their jobs and like their futures are gonna be compromised. <laughs> like shit. I like how Mister Par- Park. I didn't even know what his name was. We just knew him as the assistant, but even his neck was on the line. <laughs> Yeah, everybody oh, was yeah. about to get or fired. Yeah. yeah, which like, who's going to work for you then, my dude? I mean, well, yeah. speaking of not working, Yusa is taking a little break from Don Bum, um, which I think is very smart. Good job, Yusa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Finally. Yeah. Day off. And also, not so smart and really sad, Gunwon calls Dehi from prison, his father, he calls oh. his father from prison, and this is like the saddest phone call I've really ever is. seen. I had an extremely different reaction to this phone call. Oh, please tell me your <laughs> your reaction. Well, I did feel that it was very sad, but then at the end, when he's like hanging up the phone, I was like, "This," is, and I know I've said this so many times, but I was like, "This is his villain origin story moment for Gunwon." He was like, you know, he uh, the acting, beautiful acting, like just like, you mm-hmm. know, tears in his eyes, like very steady, not making any big moves, very mm. impressive to watch. And then he like he just hangs at the phone and I was like, this is it. This is the moment that he like, ha- like this is a big turning point for Gunwon. I did write the prediction that will he team up with Roy to take down Jenga? Like is Gunsu and Gunwon going to like switch basically Ooh, i don't that's know interesting we only I like have four that. episodes left oh my god yeah. and you it, know what separate from secret garden i am bummed that we only have four episodes left yes yeah this There's one this one has been going well too much left to happen so much but yeah you, you kind of see it, it feels like um kunwan is throwing a last chance to his dad like yeah hey i really want to be on your side mm-hmm. but damn the way he hung up at him Cold, ice cold. They he swatted him away like he was a fly. Truly mm-hmm. just like, an no. inconvenience. Yeah. <sighs> yikes. Speaking Meanwhile. Of yikes, yeah. So Hojin, aka half of Hottie, <laughs> comes in with bad news because investors are dropping out. It, it's like empty office. It's like dramatic the way they're dropping out. It was very boiler room-esque. It's like, what the hell happened to the whole place? Yeah. Yes. I, what I, I appreciate the production design of this scene because I was like, this really looks like an office. Like, they didn't try too hard to make it like a cool, like, startup hipster office. Like, it was really like, hey, you know, we have a little bit of money for an office, but most of our money is going into franchising. So, yeah. The lighting what? was very harsh. It was very harsh. Well, that's actually an interesting point because the problem with this, like, usually it wouldn't be a problem. It's, or it's not a problem in and of itself. But the problem is that Dumbum has already spent their investment money. Right. So they're mm-hmm. in the red. And whose fault is this? The investors dropping out? None other than Mr. Dehi. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. We have got... I am keeping a tally of who's being a fucking scab ass in this episode. And first number one scab, scab is ass. Gunsu. Because uh, mm-hmm. we haven't really gotten totally. to his like number one most scab moment yet. But then number two scab is uh, Donim. Is that the guy? Do, 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 Donim? Oh, Mr. Do? From yeah. Jin oh, Holdings. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Don, he's Tonim. a little, yeah, I mean, he has Tonim. a little face. He can, the way he smiles, you can tell he's a scab. Yeah, yeah. but this guy's a fucking scab because uh, we find out that, that, that Dehi had intentionally gotten uh, Mr. Do to invest in Danbam so that then when he pulled out, then he was always going to pull out. Yeah, Dehi is a conniving little son of a gun. I mean... Is that even legal? I don't know how these probably things Probably not, but, but you'd need a paper trail, right? And if they do all their meetings in person, you can't prove it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Dehi knows how to cover stuff up, you know? Yeah, and these people have so much money. And as we have seen, money talks in mm-hmm. this world. Yeah. And the news has traveled. What's funny to- is Kunsu was seemed a little bit bothered by this discovery. Yeah, but I don't understand why he knows. Well, what's not to get 
or did this already happen? I don't know. It's been a while since I've been this episode. <laughs> but Gunsu kind of tells Sua at one point that he's like, well, my father and Roy aren't that different. They're both going to screw mm-hmm. over whoever they need to right. to get what they want. They just that's want for, two Yeah, that's things. further in. But yeah, it's and it's so true. They're they're very similar. And I think that's why Dehi has such a problem with Roy. Yes. Uh, I disagree. I disagree. I think Roy does care about the people. Maybe almost to a fault. He does, but then I think what Gunsu specifically is responding to is that day he, or I'm sorry, Roy won't take it easy on the Janga family. Like he won't accept an apology from Gunsu. Oh, okay, when it's like his behalf. enemy. You know what I mean? To like save Gunsu some stress. He won't do that. He's going to run over Gunsu and he's told him this much. Um, That's true. To get to Janga. Yeah. Yeah, they're both, they're both very ruthless in their pursuit of their goals. But uh, I do agree, Steve, that I think that Roy is like nicer along the way. Yes. But ultimately, I think they're both still like laser focused on taking the other person down. Yeah. Right. And let's Very not obsessive. forget that Roy is also focused on this because this man covered up the death of the murder of his father. And honestly, I found myself like toward the end of this episode being like, oh, my God, I completely forgot like why he's doing all this, because it's just become so much of his personality that I'm just like, yeah, this guy, he's just got a vendetta against Dehi. Yeah. But I forget that, like you said, his son. Do we need to play still fighting it again and do the flashback replay Mm. of um, his father? Absolutely not. Absolutely. I would never need to see that again. The one bloody tear? No. Thank you. I wish I could have unseen it the first time. I think that's what they were going for in the beginning. Like, don't forget this part. This is the whole reason why Roy is so obsessed. Right. Yeah. But Gensu doesn't like really understand that, I don't think. Gunsu, I think he just doesn't like kind of like Yishol because they're both uh, they're both young. Like, I'm just like, I don't think that they can see the larger picture um, as much as some of the other people can. Like, mm-hmm. right. Like Roy and Dehi are so obsessed with like the big picture. And um, that comes from like experience and like, you know, uh, the amount of time that they spend simply thinking about this. But then like for Yishol and um and Gunsu, I'm like, y- you guys don't have the experience yet. Like they're they're just going like one step at a time. Yeah, yeah. And actually, you see this with Yisel, who gets the news that the investors are dropping out while she's on vacation, and she realizes that she's the one who pushed Roy to go into this investment early on, and feels a lot of guilt about that. Because she didn't really see the big picture in the way that Roy maybe did and um, how he understood Dehi's real motivation. And I don't, okay, I don't know if we have a shadiest moment of the episode, um, <laughs> but if we did, I think it would have to be when Sua comes into Roy's office as he's getting chewed out by a bunch of smaller investors, like chewed out to the point that they're all, they like want to beat him up. Yeah. And Sua comes. With a plant that says on the ribbon, know your place and be satisfied with what you have. An intimidation bonsai. <laughs> intimidation An intimidation bonsai. bonsai. I mean, and they both in the in this scene, they both you see them both doing this thing that I think makes them perfect for each other. They just have this like blank glossed over stare like. Roy, while he's watching everybody like scream at him and his employees, and then Sua, when she comes in, she's like, "What the hell's going on here?" Like they're just both like mouth open, mm. absolutely no thoughts going on inside of their minds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're yeah. meant for each other. Yeah. I I was originally pissed that um, at Sua's logic that she would bring this plant over, but then I think I realized that she didn't know this was going to happen. She thought she was just bringing this plant. And uh, maybe she even felt like she wants to reinforce that message to Roy, um, assuming that things were going to go well for Roy. But I think uh, in the next scene, we see her ditch the plant. We, we, don't, we don't see her ditch it, but she just the plant's gone. Right. Well, she, I think she has a certain understanding of what she's doing, because later after Roy like kind of pacifies the crowd, she tells him to give up the fight and just be with her. Um, and she's mm-hmm. like, I don't like doing this. I don't like showing up with like 
fucking revenge plants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, like, she says. She says, "What about me?" I paused this multiple times to write this down. She says, "What about me?" Do you know how I felt when I had to bring that plant over here for Chairman Dong? And I was like, "Dog, you knew, you yeah. knew, like you're, like you're, you're, you're." She's like, I, I, I was just like beside myself, honestly, for Roy because I was like, "What kind? What? What are you? What? What's going on with you, Sua? Like, you can't have the best of both worlds here. You knew what this." plant said on it it's not like it was like oh in a secret card that was like sealed you know like it's right there on the ribbon clear as day that this is a revenge bonsai or an intimidation bonsai bonsai. and like she's like well what about me like i it was so like it's so hard for me to do this stuff that i knowingly do Uh, what is it yeah it's hard to really feel sorry for sua in that moment (laughs) it's like you could have at least taken the sign off and just been like, here, here's a plant. Uh, it's from somebody. Don't worry about it. Whatever. Job done. If In case she's worried about corporate uh, Changa spies, like uh, making sure she does the job, you know, rip off the signage in the bathroom or something. Yeah. Or just give it to him and then be like, oh, you know what? Like, obviously, like, I just got to do this for my job. This is like, I, I don't know. It's like. She wants to be with Roy. She wants Roy to be successful, but she's also like, I want to be successful at Dunga, which is the place that Roy is trying to take down. The math doesn't... Sorry, Marvin. The math doesn't add up (laughs) here. And I'm not good at math, but I know it doesn't add up. And you know what I think her fatal flaw is in this scene in particular is that... Her whole personality. Her whole personality and her haircut. Her previous haircut was much better. (laughs) But also... She has like a fundamental misunderstanding of Roy and who he is in this moment. For all her bragging to Su- to Yisa that she understands Roy, she totally reads him wrong because Roy is never going to give up this fight. And in fact, when Yisa calls Roy at, in this very moment, he takes the call in front of her, which is very rude, but she did bring an intimidation bonsai, so we'll allow it. Um, mm-hmm. We're even. Yes, we're even. Time. Roy tells... You saw full volume, so Sua can hear, uh, to believe in him and that he won't give up until Janga is destroyed. And Sua's, of course, crying because he dumped What him. do you call that move when you answer the phone and you're answering the person on the phone, but also sending a message to the person listening I next to you? that's passive aggressive oh, behavior. Yeah. <laughs> Is I was gonna say aggressive? shady, but what what Kathy said uh, is more right. It is oh, shady. Okay, I, I was like, I was kind of impressed. I was like, oh, <laughs> wow. I mean, like, yeah. I have to give it to these the the these characters, these these people, because they are exactly who they say that they are. Mm-hmm. You know, like Roy has always been like, I'm gonna take down Janga Company, and that's what is he's trying to do. And I guess I don't know what Suwa's deal is, but like, you know, Yisol has always been like i love roy and i'm gonna do whatever i can to be with him you know what i mean They're like it's like at the end of the day they stick to their guns they do minus sua maybe sua's the one who's kind of flip-flopping a little bit now yeah mm-hmm. she knew roy's intentions from the get-go yeah she knows exactly his motivations and probably even sympathizes but for whatever reason she wants the retirement package that jungako offers <laughs> i mean and like that's fine but then you gotta like kind of gotta compartmentalize yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I, oh, I I don't love it. It's it's, it's not uh, great. Hmm. Yeah. Well, Yisaw is back at work. Um, and they're now looking over new investors because they need more money. And who is a big investor that could <laughs> potentially put money into Donbam? But one, no, one, one other, no one other. What is that saying? It's okay. Cut that out. Uh, none other. None, none other. other. Yes. None other than Lone Shark Grandma, Miss Kim. Lone Shark Grandma. Yeah. Lone Shark, how many? Lone Shark, how many? Kim Sule. Kim Sule? That's a hard one. It's, it's, it's R A E. Kim Sule. I can't do it. That one requires some, um, what do you call it? You know, French has the liaison. Mm. Korean from has gymnastics. something similar to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm from Iowa, so I I just simply can't do it. I I, <laughs> I kind of decided to call her cosplay grandma from this point on. Oh, because she does Ooh. start dressing like a rich person now that we know she's rich. 
She's yeah, like, you know, all like, like ivory and stuff. Uh-huh. Her she, hobby is to dress like a commoner, quote unquote, to, mm-hmm. I don't know, mingle with the, the, the lowly people, I guess. Yeah. Once Pretend we like that, she's a, a common grandma. Once we found out she was rich, I had a flashback to her wearing her like off-brand Patagonia, hitting the man who couldn't afford to feed his son. Yeah. Like, I was like, if you have all this money, like, and somebody can't afford to feed their son, well, you know, maybe okay. there's a solution that's not maybe, hitting and shaming him. Maybe grandma is just trying to whip him into shape like she would her own son, giving I mean, him the tough she, love. She does seem very tough love. And it seems like that was ultimately like the the demise of her relationship with her own son. So I'm sure there is like yeah. personal oh, aspects yeah. Ooh, in there, deep, you know. Deep cut. Yeah. But she did make some good decisions early on because she's with Dehi and they're re- recounting how she was an early investor in Janga. Um, and she's mad at Dehi for bullying Roy uh, and he, you know, good for her. She takes none of Dehi's nonsense, and she's just like, Mm-mm. "Stop messing with Roy. I don't like it, dummy." You see the power dynamic here, the status. Yeah, I did have the thought for a second. I was like, "Are they like? Did they used to like date or something? Like, <laughs> like is this like his ex-wife or something? You know, they just had this familiarity, <laughs> and because she was so unbothered by like his status and like all that, I was like, "Hmm." They do have some sort of rich history. It seems like. Rich money, rich. Mm. They're rich. Yeah. Well, there's more drama. Well, a little thing is Sua has a resignation letter, but she doesn't turn it in. Which Sua, you know, should her get off the pot at this point? Honestly, Um, should her get off of every single pot? Because she is just like, she she is the Goldilocks of pots. Yeah, she she really is. She really is. Um, but she keeps it to herself for now. Maybe that'll come back later. I don't know. Meanwhile, Esau like has a very direct moment with with Roy, where she tells him that she likes him and he has to stop telling her not to. And if it's not okay, she he has to like fire her. And it's okay that he doesn't like her back, but if he's bothered by this crush, he needs to fire her. Which I don't know how I feel about that because at one point it's like I guess like. She, he should, if that makes him uncomfortable. Um, There's a strange wholesomeness, in a way, where it's like, at least the way I interpret it, Isha now accepts that Roy doesn't reciprocate. Yes. And she's okay with that. Well, which I, seems don't, nice. I don't know that she's okay with it, but she's okay, well, accepted the truth for now. You're right. Maybe it's just a temporary thing, because clearly we know that she has not given up on Roy and we'll continue needling and finagling that door jam till it pops right open. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's very strange. Um, uh, could you work with somebody like that? Who's like madly in love with you? I could but, not, but I'm an awkward person in general. So, um, I, my tolerance for uncomfortable situations is very low. Yeah, I, I I would not. I would say no to that. Yeah. Could you, Steve? No, I don't <laughs> think so. I mean, it. Uh, if I was in Roy's situation, uh, I, I mean, probably would have added to that scene. Okay, well, if we can do our jobs without a problem, then. As long as we're clear. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it is different because Roy is the boss, right? And this is kind of like feels like a final test from Yisol that she's like, fire me if you are uncomfortable with this, which is like if she really felt that she shouldn't work there, if he was uncomfortable, then I think she would just quit. But I do feel that it's kind of a test. Yeah, well, I don't think there's any world in which Roy would get rid of her because he needs her. <laughs> he, like, yeah. legitimately can't run the business without her. Totally. I feel yeah, like if we'll she's like, just goes. to let you know, I murder people for fun. If that's a fireable offense, go ahead. He'd kind of have to be like, well, <laughs> I need you, you know? So. Yeah. It's a yeah. sticky situation. Very awkward. Very sticky. Yeah. Good luck, Roy. Good luck. Uh, good luck. Glad it's not me. Mm-hmm. Me neither. Uh, yeah. 
Well, speaking of sticky situations. Oh, my God. Yisaw has invited Lone Shark Grandma, Miss Kim, and Kong over to meet with, uh, with, to, with, to meet with Roy and Yisaw. And, um, Roy basically tells them she doesn't need, he doesn't need the investment because he doesn't want to use, uh, Tony as like a bargaining chip. And Miss Kim is like kind of pissed because she's like, you're stupid. I have this money. You should ask me for it, but you're putting your pride ahead of your employees. And Kong agrees with her. Mm hmm. So while that's happening, Kong also let me add mm-hmm. that uh Kong does the whole I don't know if this is a is this like a legit quote that somebody at one point in history said but they're like freedom is not free she oh, said freedom yeah, is not free yeah, in English, English which I feel like is like I've heard that before this, I don't know yeah, I'm where. sure she's not the first one to say it this is like something that's floating around on the internet on memes probably or, like um, quotes.quotable.com Mm. Yeah, um, especially things that are taught often in like ESL classes, I feel like. Yeah. It's like something you find when you're 13 and you're like, this is, this is rebellious. Oh, yeah, Yeah. sure. So poetic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it is like, the scene is also like, just, I I think it highlights what we were talking about earlier about like, kind of Roy being really hard headed and like not thinking about like sometimes he Mm -hmm. does really think and care about his employees. And then other times like he's like, oh, an investor in front of me. Oh, but she knows somebody that works for me. So no, like, yeah, it's and like people are kicking him under the table. Like it's really wild. Yeah. Slapping him, kicking him, everything. He's too hard headed. Nothing will get in. He's a little stubborn. Yeah. So stubborn. Korean pride there. Number one. Number Number one. one. This next part made me really upset because I feel like I I had suspected that something like this would happen. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I had suspected something like this would happen a while ago. And I just like never said anything because I hoped I hoped, Mm. hoped, hoped it wasn't true. But uh, Gunsu has a plan for how to get Hyunyi to lose the final round of Best Pub. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say what it is yet, but you, but you can know. tell, you like know. It, uh, you know, and and, and uh, what was the term? Ass fart. <laughs> what would you say? Scab ass. Yeah, oh, he's gr- a fucking scab ass. Scab ass. Boo! It's a, and it gets it just gets more horrible. Like I am gonna skip ahead. Well, nah, no, I'm not gonna skip ahead. We can okay. skip ahead. Then, this is, I was just gonna say it gets more horrible because then, like later when he's confronted about it, he's like, "Oh no, Hyunyi is one of my is one of my like closest friends." And then he's like, "Why well, I, I I don't need friends or something?" And it's just like, why would you like? This is also like something that like. Uh, I'm like you're showing your your age in like your immaturity right now, you know. Yeah. To think that this is a legitimate way to um, win the competition, but uh, but also it's like so disappointing that it is so effective, you know. Yeah, I don't. This really reminded me of a a very specific scene in Survivor, um, mm. where this exact thing <sighs> happened, um, uh, and it was just so horrible to watch i think the show handled it well actually probably better than i think this show handled it (laughs) to a certain extent Mm -hmm. um but i I won't get ahead of myself okay so we're gonna put this uncomfy feeling aside and return Save it for later we'll save it for later so sua is mad at roy because he effectively dumped her when he wouldn't give up his plot for revenge. This made well, me feel claims. like I I was felt like I was taking crazy pills. She was like, "You dumped me." He said, "I did." And I was like, "This is the I love you I know of Korean dramas." Like, I, "You dumped me, I did." I see how it's crazy, but I also see where she's coming from. It's kind of like the we were on the break uh from friends, you know? Like mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, to me this is just like a miscommunication and not communicating clearly enough, you know? Um but what I thought was an interesting question that she asks is she asks Roy if he will be happy after the revenge is complete, which I think is an interesting question because I mm-hmm. doubt it. 
Yeah. Well, you can't like be living your life for other people, including in like this sort of a completely vindictive way. Yes. Yeah. That is kind of like the central question, right? Does revenge satisfy? I mean, I think it's something that is true of anything. And I feel like I've been hearing this more recently of like reminders that if you if you can't be happy now where like if you can't find like happiness and joy now where you are in your life when you have the things that you think that you want that's not gonna like fix you know right other things i mean is roy halfway happy because kunwan is in jail no because remember he still says the the soju tasted bitter when he went to visit his dad's grave Mm -hmm. And I think that also, like, because Dehi is the reason that Gunwan is in jail, I think that probably also makes it so that it's like, oh, he didn't, oh, like, yeah. Roy didn't robbed. really, like, accomplish that, right? Like, Dehi used that as a bargaining chip. Yeah. Yeah. He he really robbed uh, Roy of that. Yeah. That satisfaction. Well, Roy He's so lot- horrible. He needs to get a hobby. He does. But, you know, he does. he does do a little redemptive thing. He thinks about it. He thinks about how hard his employees work for his company. And so he decides to call uh, Lone Shark Grandma, Miss Kim, once again. But she is on vacation in her massive mansion on Jeju Island. Uh, Got a little PTSD flashbacks to Secret (laughs) Garden. Um, Mm -hmm. But Yisaw is there. Where all the magic happens. Yeah. (laughs) Get me away. Yikes. Um, Speaking of people who are not in a relationship, who are acting like they're in a relationship. mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I go, Aish. So I'm talking about Yisa. Hmm. Well, oh, no, no, sorry. What, what? I don't remember their names from the. Oh, other, from Secret Garden. Yeah. I've, oh, long gone. I have out of my mind. Forever. Okay. Well, so Roy. Well, that's the only one I remember. Hyun Bin, but that's oh, the actor's name. Hadi. Oh. <laughs> We miss you, Hottie, again. You can come on whenever you want. The original OG. (sighs) (laughs) And then just to to transition, I did notice that when Roy calls uh, Yisol, her phone on it, it says ILL with a heart. Mm. That was established uh, like an episode or two in the back. Yeah. Yeah. I... Oh, no, what does it what does it stand for? Isa Isa Roy loves Loy or whatever love, or something yeah. like that. Whatever. I L L. She is sick in love. She said she's not gonna forget about it, and she clearly is not. I mean, just oh my god, I'm such a broken record. When I was just like, guys, find some somebody will like you. Yeah, for who you are. Find a hobby. Oh my gosh! I found like ten during quarantine. I can refer you to hobbies. Come to me. I mean. Uh, There you go. In any case, Roy finally asks Miss Kim for the investment. And she says that, you know, she's a businesswoman. She's not doing like this investments like as a favor for Tony or whatever. But she's doing it because she likes how he fixed up the alley. Um, But he has to prove himself for the investment. He has to be number one in the country. And he has to win the final round of best pub. Koreans, number one number, or nothing. Number one or nothing. Which number one or nothing? Roy does a shitty thing. I think next is he tells Hyunyi what's at stake to win, which <laughs> I think Horrible. is not nice. It's Way not good management. Yeah, which is I guess why he's not the manager of Stone Restaurant because right. this is not good management. <sighs> yeah, I mean if she's doing already very well or winning, no need to ruin that mojo. It's also like impossible to tell how this competition show works. And I know that this isn't really the important thing, especially when the number one most important thing is about to happen. But I, 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 I'm I, like, why are all these? It seems like there's still a lot of chefs here, but I thought this is the last one. Well, there are judges. We know that. And we know that Gunsu has said it's a popularity contest, which is what motivates his next move, because he says that like, Danbam and Hyunyi have a good marketing story because they're beating, they're like a small company beating Janga. So then. Right. But I guess it's not like an elimination show. Oh, yeah, you're right. Maybe it's cumulative. I mean, there's some logic issues here. I know it's not the most important thing, but I'm curious. But it's nice to like 
you know, give us time before we have to talk about the next thing because it's very horrible Extremely and bad. Horrible. Um, Be- before we forge ahead, mm-hmm. can I ask what's Tony's relationship with Grandma? Well, I because when he picks up the phone, he looks like he's in a nice loft studio apartment strumming along with his guitar Mm. did grandma hook him up i mean if i was that grandma i would as my like last remaining (laughs) relative right i mean my love language is gift giving so if i was that grandma i'd be like tony come here i got a lot of gifts to give you we got some years to make up here (laughs) yeah for sure or uh, i i guess like i would i just assumed that like tony lives with roommates but I don't. I, I didn't. I didn't clock his apartment. I want to say by, hmm, relatively speaking, Tony's space is pretty nice. Like ball. Like you got to be making some money to have a place like that. I feel like. I mean, oh, I we don't also know. don't. Times have changed. We also don't know what he and his mom were doing in Guinea. Like you know, they could have been successful in their own right, and like then he was looking for a job and. Itaewon. That's true. There's so much mystery here. There's hmm, so okay. much mystery. I honestly need a spinoff of Tony. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love Tony. <sighs> okay. I'm just That's like really dreading getting into this next bit, but I guess let's just all take a let's just mm-hmm. all take a breath. <sighs> hmm. I mean, I and guess, let me start. Let me yes. start this by saying that, the, like, don't, don't, don't do this. Don't do this. Yeah. If it's not clear, don't do this. Don't ever do this. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I think everyone knows what happened, which is Gunsu outs Hyunyi. Um, like through the news. Through it's the not news, even like yeah. it, I. I think it or. It's terrible to out someone, period, point blank. But he has done it in this, like, horrible roundabout way. I mean, it's all horrible. But he has gotten this published in, like, what seems like it's probably some sort of a gossip rag. And then everybody in the, like, in the warehouse or the stage at once sees it. Yeah, and everyone's being really horrible to... Hyunyi, I don't know what, um, what, how, like, safe it is in Korea to be queer or trans, but it's just, like, so, like, my mind just goes to, like, you, you're making it unsafe for her, you know, like, it's not about a contest anymore. Yeah, and it's not your business. It's like, not your it's, business. It's, it's not your business. It's not anybody's, it's not anybody's business. It's Hyunyi's business to share when she wants to. And she didn't, she, she hadn't done it yet. You know, it's not your place. Yeah. Yeah. Especially to do it for this shitty and shallow of a reason to win a competition show. A competition show whose logic doesn't even make sense. I mean, the show doesn't make any damn sense. Not that it would make it okay. It was so horrible. And I also, I I, I don't know because I, I don't know enough about uh korean the language but the 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 translations the captions when i was watching at least kept saying a transgender which is not okay um at least my understanding uh is that that's not okay so i just i didn't know if that was like a uh like a direct translation or if it was like a mistake in the captions but that was also oh yeah you're right um i guess You know, I think there's just not enough awareness and nuance in how to respectfully refer to somebody who's trans. Mm. And it's like, maybe Korea isn't really even there. Not to say that America's progressed so much, but, um, you know, there's these kind of like broad labels still thrown Mm -hmm. around kind of just uh, thoughtlessly. Um. Like whether it's you're gay or he's a, he's a gay or whatever. I mm-hmm. mean, um, yeah. And I know I, that I, I'm, not st- a, I'm not I'm not cued in on that. I know that the structure the of is. like different languages is also 
different, but I, I was just like, oh, in terms of like translating this into English, at least I was like, this is, I wish that this had a little bit more, a little bit more nuance here. Well, yeah. I think the, in the show, when people are saying this and that, it's like all the people saying that she's, quote, a, a transgender, they're the ones who are clearly not considering Hyunyi at all no. as a person. Right. Uh, and there's kind of toss, blanket tossing this label of her being some sort of anomaly or something like that. So I don't know. Um, it kind of makes sense for those people to say it like that. Mm-hmm. It's like a character choice. They're not trying yeah. to be respectful or, no. you know, sensitive. Right. I guess like yeah. I was just like, I don't know if that is like part of the, the actual writing or if that was just like a, a, a miss like a mis uh, translation. No, that's a direct translation. I mean, they're just you know I they see. say yeah they use the English word. They don't have a. I don't think they have a Korean. Well, maybe they do have a Korean word. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, it was so. It was just. It was really hard to watch, and and, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, and part of what I found so heartbreaking to watch is Hyunyi runs from the group of people who are being very awful to her and she can't find a place to be safe. She, she tries to go to a restroom and the women in the restroom are horrible to mm. her. Tell her, you know, that she doesn't belong here. Just the lady. Just horrible. Um, but eventually Roy finds Hyun Yi, um, who says, you know, she's going to gather the strength and do the competition. Um, and what I think is so nice of Roy, or I don't know, basic human <laughs> kindness mm-hmm. is that he affirms her. He like tells her, you know, she is who you are and it's fine if you can't do the competition, you know, which yeah. I think is great because what a horrible thing to deal with and then have to do a stupid show. No, thank you. Um, and he says that she's like not running away because she doesn't have to convince anyone of who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't need to prove her worth or value as a person. Mm-hmm. And I think um, in the beginning, when Hyunyi and Roy walk into the studio, you know, he gives it that immense pressure of being like, we're all counting on you. Right. But he says that before he realizes she's been outed. So right. I think this is, that was yes. said intentionally by the writers to contrast with how much Roy cares for Hyunyi. Yes. He's like, even though this, he knows this means a lot to Tanbam, forget it. It's nothing in the face of, you mm-hmm. know, right. you as a person, honey. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, I think that's an important thing to to note, Steve. That like, I, I, because I did feel like that was such like an odd, like out of character thing for Roy to do to be like, it's all on you. But it does, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it does make sense because, you know, what a contrast. Yeah, but. Roy's like not ready to give up even in, if Hyunyi won't um compete because Roy says that he'll compete instead. Um and Roy with his kimchi chicken. Yeah. He's like, "Oh shit, I don't know if this is going to win anything." Yeah. <laughs> but remember Roy is a good cook, remember? Yeah, like he is. Yeah, yeah. Possibly he is better a- than Hyunyi. Well, and this is I'm going to bring this back back when Hyunyi couldn't cook and like Yisol was like, we need to fire Hyunyi. She can't cook. Like, Roy was like giving her all this money. And I was like, Roy, but you can cook. Yeah, but why, why are you, you not teaching <laughs> Hyunyi how to cook? Or why aren't you cooking if you're like. Or why aren't you? Yeah. What, and why did you hire this person who. Uh, we, we, uh, I don't want to go back over there. We've been over this. It's very. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. But the important thing is that Hyunyi can cook now. Yes. Roy can cook now. Roy's going to do the competition show. Yes. Roy, and he also tells Gunsu that he's disappointed in him, which I I love that he's holding Gunsu accountable for what he did. Because yeah, Absolutely. and Gunsu is just like like he's like what I thought this was like like it, like his face is like oh I thought this was going to like be a good thing to do, which is like w- like w- w- no yeah. Well. As this is happening, the troops are coming in, right? The troops are coming in to back Hyunyi because she's great. We love her. Yiso's calling Hyunyi to like kind of bookend this episode. First, Hyunyi is comforting Yiso. Now Yiso's comforting Hyunyi in her time of stress. Um, 
Meanwhile, Tony runs in. Um, and then this part like really confused me because Goon Sungkwon is spouting some really homophobic bullshit. <laughs> and, like, and this is another this is another moment where I wondered if the captions were off because I was like, this seems like very anti-trans, but then it's like he tries to spin it as it's like pro Hyunyi. Yeah. Sorry, I said homophobic. I meant transphobic. Um, yeah, it, it's, yeah, yeah, because I don't even want to repeat it, but he does try to spin it and it's meant to be like this inspirational moment. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know, Sungwon. I think you need to like go and read some stuff. <laughs> oh, God. Um, anyway, this all leads up to Hyunyi is back. And she, like, marches back to her workstation. Oh, I got goosebumps! Yes! She marches back to her workstation, as you saw, is reciting a poem to her over the phone about the strength of this one material. Um, and this material... A rock, no? A rock. It's, it's unbreakable. It's a rock, but it's unbreakable because it's a diamond. And that's what right. Kianyi is. Kianyi is a diamond. Mm-hmm. And she goes to her um, workstation. She grabs her mic and makes an announcement to everyone this time on her own terms that she is Hyunyi, she's Ma Hyunyi, she is transgender, and she's gonna win. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Boom. Again, not only that, the music cues mm-hmm. in. And this whole time, we've heard this song before many times. Um, but the lyrics is well, the song title is called The Rock. Mm. Oh. It's talking about Hyunyi this whole time. I did not well, know that. The spirit. I the didn't spirit either. Of, of this scene. Yeah. So all of a sudden you had this like triple whammy of like, oh, here's the light. Oh, Shining shit. down. Here so it, it was like, is. Oh, damn. Here is the yeah. light. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, I just have to point this out because I'm really hung up on some technicalities in this episode. But the mic is hooked up to a PA system. Mm. Yes. Like interesting. The mic is hooked up to a PA system. You... Usually in a production, the mic would be hooked up to like the recording device as it is now. Unless it's part of the logic of the show that everyone has to talk through the PA system of what they're making. I don't know. I'm pulling at strings here. Oh Maybe there's gosh. a live studio audience, so they need to hear it. I mean, regardless, I think it's, I think it's, 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 I think it's terrible that, that Hyunyi was kind of coerced into this situation, obviously, and she was outed by somebody who, um, like, was being a fucking scab ass. Um, but I, it was very empowering to see her, um, be, you know, uh, claim her identity, you know? And I also want to say that if she had also been like, you know what? Thanks, Roy. I'm going to go home and I'm going to take care of myself. Yeah. I think that also would have been very powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is like what she wanted to do. And it's such an accumulation of what the the journey that we've seen Hyungyi go on, like as as a human and as a cook. Yeah. I Yeah. I think what's nice about this last moment, at least the way it is presented to us or the way that I perceived it, is that Hyunyi has taken the moment back. You know, she's like, mm-hmm. yes. she's she's making her own choices. And she's like, I, I don't know. I, I thought it felt like it's coming from her instead of like mm-hmm. being coerced and manipulated. Yeah. And if and like you said, Kim, if her choice was to go home, I'd have loved that, too. Diamonds need a break sometimes too. Yeah, oh my gosh! Everybody bath. needs a break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, very inspirational closing. A great episode. cliffhanger. Yes. Mm-hmm. I bet they'll win. There's no way they won't win. Oh, I hope they do. I hope mm-hmm. they do. And I. Uh, so here's where I want to bring in the seed that I planted <gasps> in the beginning oh, of the yes. episode. Now, I don't remember why I was doing this, but I was on imdb.com mm-hmm. looking up names or something. I don't remember what. Um, and I'd like to uh, call back to an early episode where we're talking about Roy's terrible haircut. And yeah. I say 
that Amazing Roy's haircut. haircut. No, no. Bad, okay, bad. Steve, it's just like so confusing because you currently have very good haircuts. Yes. So you know what a good haircut does look like. It's just, just for commercial like, stuff. It looks you know. great, Steve. It looks so good, Steve. Oh. And you know what? Shout out to your girlfriend. And uh, on on your Instagram, at Steve, we'll put an mm. ad for her, her haircutting services. So oh, she's man. very good. Yeah, I, I hope I can get a promo code. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Use a promo I'll code Steve mm. for for a discount. <laughs> but so I had said that this bowl cut is terrible, but we've also seen the bowl cut on um gosh, what is this actor's name? The the son in Parasite. Um mm. Oh yeah. I can't remember what his name is now. But anyway, the son in Parasite, we see the same haircut on him. This like this like bowl cut that's like You're lower right. in the middle. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what I was trying to look up. I don't remember. It doesn't matter what it's, I found on imdb.com under Roy, the actor's page is that Roy was in Parasite. What? Wait, what? Roy was in Parasite. He played a character called Min, who, if I'm remembering correctly, is the student, is the like, is, is <gasps> the um, first student? The first the student who go who leaves and leaves an opening <gasps> for um God, what is this guy's name? For for uh you know um, for the son. Yeah, for the son. Oh my Wait, are you God. and I couldn't find any wow. pictures of it and I didn't have the the like emotional I wasn't in the emotional place to rewatch the entirety of Parasite to 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 figure it out. Um but isn't that wild? I huh. simply must know what his hair looked like in Parasite. I mean, I don't know <laughs> what his same, hair looked probably. like in Parasite, but yeah, it, it's the fir- it's one of the first things that comes up on his page. Um, oh, Toy Wushik, who played Kiwu. He has this terrible haircut. So anyway, that was really wild. I, I think it was in Vogue a couple of years ago. I mean, I guess, it's terrible. It's the worst. Uh, if you're in Korea, please confirm if this highly stylized bowl cut uh, was the, the, the was all the rage in Korea a couple years ago, and hopefully still is. Um, Steve, I feel like your haircut is what's all the rage mm. in Korea, or maybe that's just Korean American guys, because a lot of people that we all know have this haircut. I yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, that came I'm off just... as shady. <laughs> I think it's a really good haircut. Oh, thanks. Thanks, thanks. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to watch... The bull cut still beckons. I'm going to watch Parasite. One tomorrow. of these days. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Even when you watch it for not the first time, but the first time I watched it, I screamed in the theater. Mm-hmm. The first time I watched it, I was in a bad mood. Was not prepared oh my God. to watch a movie. That's a story for another time. Hmm. Mm. Well, ah, you know what? He looks though? so handsome in his headshot. I know. You guys just Google Roy. I mean, look up what's this? What's the actor's name? It what's is the actor's uh, name. Oh, Sarah Park Sojun. Oh, sorry, Park I said it the American way. Sojun Park. Yeah, so look him up. His hair looks great. I mean, everybody, I mean, just go to the IMDb, but don't look too far into the IMDb because I did see a spoiler once oh, and God. I just want to warn you, don't look too far down oh, into the so actor different. list. Like, look at the, the top 10, you know, or or go through through the episodes. You know, this is an ad for IMDb. Mm-hmm. Use code Steve. To use the free service. To use the free service. To use Wait, is this? Oh, the free service. Yeah, his hair was much better in Parasite. Oh no! Oh oh! I took it back. I went from thumbnail to full frame. It, it's it's a little upsetting no. in a different way. Oh okay. Well, here I'll, I'll, I'll send it to, to you guys, just so we can and, get the and, reaction on screen. Pl- please, listeners, you look this up. Look it up on your you own also, time, okay? You also look this up because yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, sorry, Marvin. What? Wow. Wait, that's it really a, looks a lot not, like Jeremy dark... Lin here. He does. It's His really hair dark. looks like much better in other pictures, though. It's just. Oh, wait, this is not Parasite. Yeah, that is. Yeah. That's when they're sitting outside on the milk crates. 
And he's like, oh, he- I'm going to go away, but I, oh, oh, and he's like, he's like, I'm going to go away, but I want to date this high schooler when I come back yeah. from my study abroad or whatever, um, which is like a complete 180 from what he's doing in this show where he's like, oh, this younger woman is interested in me. Ew, no, 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 no. Why does he look so much older and thinner? It's his hair. It's his hair. It's bad. And the lighting is very harsh on his face. Because if you look at that picture, he looks good. If you, yeah, he if looks you, like a baby in in uh, Etone class. If you look and if you look at his headshot, I mean, if you look at all of their headshots, they just like they look so different. And I don't know if it's because like the headshots are maybe airbrushed. And again, don't look too far down. Like, look, I'm looking at the IMDb right what now. What the hell is this MMA photo? Listeners, you can you can look at the first page of the IMDb, but don't don't look too far because then you will see a spoiler for this it's show. Not a big, it's not a big spoiler, but just like sometimes they don't actually name the characters. The characters mm. like, oh, it's this person doing this thing at this place. Oh, like boy. it's like, oh, you know, Tehi's assistant or whatever. But it's got like, it, got it. give give stuff away. So. Appreciate the heads up. That one, the last picture I showed, he looks he looked real good in that one. I highly oh. recommend Ooh, taking a look. It's yeah. just his father. What's going on here? I don't Gosh, know, but this, I like it. This man contains wow. multitudes. Mm-hmm. Not all He's of got them range. good. But Not some all of them, them great. Good. And you know what? It, it's so funny because it, it in Itaewon class, he's so much like, we see Roy as this, like, we've seen him as like prison Roy. And then we've seen him as like Roy with a vendetta. And then a couple times we see yelling Roy. Mm. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, he's he's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. And all those, he's bad hair Roy. But when he gets a good hair Roy, then we're then we're going somewhere. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, maybe that'll be the ending. Like he gets a haircut. That's the ending of honestly, my dreams. That signifies. Yes. Please. His transformation. I would feel that that was. If they never the resolved the Janga storyline and just gave him a, a better haircut i would have tears of gratitude for the show yeah if he was just like you know what you guys hate his haircut i don't i don't need to do <laughs> you know what sua is right i don't need to do this anymore i'm gonna get myself a new haircut mm-hmm. or you know a hat and <laughs> we're gonna call it a day at this point i'd accept a hat too I mean, just oh man! To, every time he flattens it down, I'm like, oh no, 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 no! <laughs> God, no fuss, no anyway, muss. Such uh, a so, elegant so If you're listening to so this, simple. sorry, we're. It's not your fault, though, dude. It's your hair. It's the hair department, and probably the director. Actually, mm. no, because remember that oh, this is the hair book. This is the haircut that's in the what? Yeah, in the what's it called? In the webtoon. So. Mm. Mm. Sorry, hair department. You were, you are just doing. Well, what, okay. There. You know what? I just have a, a a thought on this, which is the reason his hair is that way is because he's so stubborn. He's so hard headed. He's not a man who changes. He is who he's gonna be for the rest of time. Well, why can't he be stubborn and hot? Okay, that's an interesting question. Well, I mean, it's because he's locked in time. All this stuff happened when he was in high school, right? Mm. Mm. Did it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's stuck in time, and his hair is a signifi- signifier of that frozen That's moment. That's a very Steve. interesting point, Steve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Bang. that from I like that from an like a directing and character and hairstyle storytelling perspective. My brain likes that, but Thank my you. eyes are not on board. And you know what? Sometimes so, sometimes we just have to deal with it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Because it's not even like we can put up enough of a stink that they're going to change it for future seasons. Because it's just this it's one just season. Done. Yeah. And it looks like he on his own, you know. He knows he, what he's, he's doing. Got a, he's got it figured out. Or he at least yeah. has a stylist that's got it figured out. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are so overly... Well, um... <laughs> If Roy's haircut gets you down or anything in life does, all you got to do is look up the Itoan class soundtrack, look up Tortongi or the or Rock. That's the song that My Honey mm. rocks out to. Mm. And I'm sure we'll see her next episode mm. slaying this cooking mm. competition mm. show. I hope so. Yes.
Be the rock, people. Be the rock. I guess that was it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Korean Drama Podcast. Our producer is Marvin Yue, and our executive producers are Will Choi, Phil Yu, and Joanna Lee. Follow the Korean Drama Podcast on Twitter at Korean Drama Pod, and if you haven't, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. The Korean Drama Podcast is part of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of Asian-American hosted podcasts featuring unique voices and stories from the Asian diaspora. Learn more about Potluck and our fellow Potluck Podcasts at podcastpotluck.com. Hi, I'm Marvin. And I'm Rira. We're the host of Books and Boba, a book club and podcast dedicated to books by Asian and Asian American authors. Every month we pick a book by an Asian author to read and discuss on the show. We read a wide variety of genres from contemporary to historical fiction, fantasy to memoirs, and crime thrillers to romance. Some of our past book club picks are Pachinko by Min Jin Lee, Sorcerer to the Crown by Zen Cho, and Devotion of Suspect X by Keigo Higashino. We also go over what's new in the Asian American literary world and chat with some talented Asian authors about their work. So whether you want to start reading for fun again or diversify your TBR list, we got your Asian literature cravings covered. For more info, check out our website at booksandboba.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective.